Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gone to stay Welcome to an emotional Cheese Bros podcast. We're all, we're all up in our feels this week, Jonathan. Mm, yes, indeed. Feeling a, a wide range of emotions. Most of sadness. After the Chiefs lost 36-35 to the Ravens last week. A little bit of frustration. I think I like to think that song is about Patrick Mahomes' feeling for the football. Yeah. She's you know, gone. He can't, he can't throw it anymore. Dang on Clyde. Because it got fumbled gave, away. Gave up his football. <laughs> now Mahomes got to be sad for a whole other week. Until yeah. The football game. So, how... How bad are you taking this one? Is this a bad loss? Is it like a math loss, or you know, how are we feeling? So my my reaction is always after the Chiefs lose, especially after like they've been a team with expectations for the last couple of years. When the Chiefs lose, I just want to pretend football doesn't exist for like two solid days. And I'll tell myself I'm going to go an entire week without reading any football coverage, and that lasts a day and a half. Yeah, I don't. I don't even trick myself into thinking that anymore. Yeah. And you know that the the main key is to avoid the stupid takes. Yeah. There's a lot of like extremes out there. Yeah. There's like the extreme that like, oh my gosh, the sky is falling, we lost. We're behind like the Raiders and the Broncos in the division. The Chiefs have been exposed. And then there's like the other side of it, which I also don't really agree with, where it's like, oh, it's early in the season, there's a lot of games, who cares, you know? Mm-hmm. I also don't like buy into that, because, you know, it's football, like, every every single game matters. Yeah. I I try to avoid a lot of, like, the national media narratives, because that's what really irritates me, because the, the national media is, one, uninformed, and two, extremely fickle. Yeah. Um. So, like, if you're super into power rankings, this is not the week for you. I mean, I no one's, like... Do the Chiefs suck? Like, we're too established for that to happen. The thing, the narrative that was annoying me was the, like, oh, man, Lamar finally redeemed himself and beat the Chiefs. Well, that's just your, that's your QB wins crowd. Yeah, I don't know. And it shouldn't bother me, but it still, like, does. Because, like, don't get me wrong, like, he, he was good in, like, the back half of that game. Yeah. But also, you know, Clyde doesn't fumble there at the very end. We kicked the field goal probably. We win that game. We're not, you know, playing the sad music at the start here. Yeah. We're talking about a win, you know? Yeah, we'll get into that a bit more. But, I mean, in terms of, like, how this, how I took this loss, I took it a little hard at the start because I really wanted to win. And I really, I really liked the way the Chiefs kind of like little brother the Ravens. Um, it was fun. <laughs> and it will be again, probably. Probably yes. as early as this uh, this winter. But, yes. uh, as I've gotten a little, a little more perspective, a little older, a little wiser, you know, in the last five days. Um, I don't think this is really going to matter that much. It was it was a one-point loss on the road to a division winner from last year. Playoff team. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not that torqued about it now. Um, it is going to be difficult if the Chiefs and Ravens end up with the same record now that the Ravens have a tiebreaker over the Chiefs. I don't think... I don't think this is like... 
I don't think the trajectory for either of these teams changes too much because of that game. Yeah. I still, I'm still riding with my hot take that the Ravens are going to miss the playoffs, which I know is very spicy. It could happen. Um, and I, obviously the Chiefs are going to be in contention for the one seed. So, yeah, it's it's like it's so early in the year to be worrying about you know competition for the one seed, especially since there's only one now. Yeah, instead of the two bye weeks. So let's let's talk about the game itself a little bit here. Um, and let's start with the better part of it: the Chiefs' offense. Yes. Looks like this is going to be a classic Chiefs offense game in the first half. We weren't quite moving the ball at will, but we were doing very well. I felt like we could, especially we're starting to get to some of the secondary receivers for the Chiefs. Like, Kelsey obviously did Kelsey thing. He had that, like, 50-yard touchdown run through everybody. That was fantastic. And Tyreek wasn't completely contained. But they stuck with their game plan of trying to eliminate Kelsey and especially Hill. And to Hill, to a certain extent, they exceeded. Or succeeded. But I think, you, I mean, you saw the big long touchdown pass to uh, Marcus Robinson. You saw McCole get more involved. You saw Pringle get more involved. It felt like this was kind of, the, in some ways, the, the game we wanted out of the Chiefs passing offense, at least for, through the first three quarters. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say is, I mean, they, they took, they doubled up on Tyreek the whole game. So they took him completely out of the game. As a receiver, there's really not much you can do about that. Um, but what what you want is for, since those two guys are so devoted to covering Tyreek, you want all those other guys to you know get open and make plays. And for the most part, that's what they did. If you look at, like, D-Rob, Pringle, Hardman, all those guys had a couple of catches with a decent amount of yardage. So really, it is what we wanted to see out of them offensively. Mm-hmm. And really, the, the offenses in general had a great game, except for a couple of things. Um, the one was zero points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's pretty brutal. A mm-hmm. couple of stalled out drives there. Um, yeah, we, we, seems like we had the ball a couple of times where we could go up three scores and really, you know, put them out of their misery and we just couldn't quite get it done. And then the turnovers, uh, the Mahomes interception, the, the Kawhi fumble at the end now, of the game. Now, were those both in the fourth quarter? I don't remember if, Obviously, the fumble was. I don't remember if the interception was or not. It was towards the end of the game, though. Mm-hmm. It was such a, a situation where I believe we were up by 11. So even if we don't get that, we get a field goal, you go up 14, which is nice, but you're going from a two-score game to a two-score game. So yeah. it wasn't like a you know a critical, like, just get the field goal and you basically won the game error mm-hmm. from Mahomes. And he gets away with so many of those things where he kind of chucks at the last second. Mm-hmm. So I I don't think anyone should be freaking out about Mahomes, obviously. I think this is it was really pretty comparable to the Baker interception from last week. It was eerily similar. Because it was yeah. just like a, a good quarterback, not the same class, going down and trying to do some trying to do too much basically. It wasn't like a stupid play, it was just like a Yeah. You probably should have just known when to hold him, know when to fold him. Well the quarterback that like had someone grab their legs in a way that they weren't expecting to right as they were Flipping the ball out. Yeah. So, yeah, you're eerily similar about those. But, I, I mean, I'm not worried about that. It's Mahomes. He's going to be fine. He'll yeah. Win. And with Clyde, you can't like you can't get too mad at Clyde. It was his first fumble. Yeah. In, like, he'd never fumbled when he was at LSU. Never fumbled in the NFL in, like, a regular season game. Or postseason. That's surprising. That his first fumble comes at, like, the worst possible moment outside of the playoffs. Yeah. I'm just like, man... 
you got to know the situation. You get two hands on the ball. I'm, I'm, I was a lineman in football. You were a lineman. You mm-hmm. don't really know what carrying football is like. Nope. Never fumbled. I think it's like holding an egg, right? Yeah. Just kind of, you don't smush it too much or it'll pop. Right? Can football's crack? I don't know. I'm not sure what they feel like. They always say protect the ball. That's probably yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, if you drop it, it'll shatter. So Clyde did protect the ball <laughs> a little better. And to be fair to Clyde, the worst mitigating circumstances, mm-hmm. um, here comes the excuse train. Choo-choo! <laughs> it's not like he just dropped it. It was a forced fumble. Um, so yeah. there's that. Do you, remember, do you remember the Lions game a couple years ago where like they got film on yeah. the Chiefs not hold, not having the ball secured and they just started popping the ball and out? And they do that right? like, peanut punch thing? Where they yeah. Just, yeah. I wonder if there was some of that, too. I mean, that's another thing about knowing the situation. Anytime you're going to hit the hole, you should probably have two hands on the ball. But especially whenever it's that situation where that's the one thing you cannot do and you know it's the one thing the defense is going to try to do. Yeah. you got to be extra careful. Well, you're just running the ball to grind out the clock a bit, um, maybe pick up a first down, set up a better field goal for Bucker to win the game. you got to know the only way that this ends bad, really bad, is if the ball gets popped out. So, yeah, yeah you got, you got to get two hands on it there, I think. That said, I still don't feel like this – Loss is really on the offense at all. No, no, absolutely uh, not. Before we leave the offense, though, I do want to point out run game is still not where it should be, and I'm still putting a lot of the blame on the offensive line. Um, but there's lots of reasons for optimism there because the offensive line is still gelling. They're still figuring out how to play with each other. It's extremely important offensive line chemistry. Uh, I am surprised. It seems like the passing protection is coming together better than the run game or the run blocking. Which is usually the other way around. I feel like normally a, a, a line would go all right blocking the run, but then picking up stunts and everything like that more, takes more time. Yeah, they actually did do a good job of that. I wonder if that's not just like there are gaps in the pass protection that Mahomes is overcoming. That's entirely pocket presence and the way he gets the ball out. And they didn't blitz nearly as much as they they normally do against like a regular team, or yeah. that they have against the Chiefs in the past because they know like oh that goes terribly for us. Which, good on them for changing up their strategy and, and, you know, matching their defense against their opponent. Which brings us to the Chiefs defense, who didn't seem to really know who they were going to play this week. the Ravens? (laughs) I swear, it's like, I just, the way they were playing, it just did not seem like they were ready at all for the run option that the Ravens were going to bring up. As a fan sitting there on my couch watching the game, it felt so demoralizing when they got to the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. to think that, like, I just, I had no confidence that the defense was going to be able to get a stop. I remember we were literally entering the fourth quarter up 11 points. We may have even had the ball at that point. And I said, like, I know we've got an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter, but it feels like we have to get points on this drive because I have no confidence that we're going to be able to prevent them from scoring two more times. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. And we didn't put up any points and we lost. Yeah, I, I heard from like some one of the beat reporters. I don't remember which one it was, but he was saying that like in the fourth quarter he thought the game was over, and I was like, "Man, what what game were you watching? The defense was just getting worked all day in mm-hmm. the run game, and I mean, yeah, they they couldn't stop anything there at the end." I think what's super frustrating with defense performing poorly is it felt like we should be past this. Like we had the twenty eighteen year. Bob Sutton finally got fired. Then we had the 2019 year where the defense started out rough and got better over the course of that year. And last year, the defense wasn't like amazing, but it was at least at league average. Yeah. And now this feels like a big step back. And I, I think, can't explain it. I think we just have to remember that 
you know, for us, it doesn't feel like that long ago that we were in the Super Bowl, and last year doesn't seem that far away. But like for these guys, it really is like for both units of the ball, but especially the defense, it seems like it's just like you start over every year. Mm-hmm. You have like new guys in there, um, and just like new difficulties, new things you have to teach. So I, I don't think there's as much carryover year to year as you might think there is. Yeah. I'm starting to have some concerns about Chris Jones out on the end because it felt like the way we were aligned was uniquely unsuited for what the Ravens were doing to us. Well, they were running that read option thing where they were reading Chris. Like, they did that a lot, right? Yeah, and that's a that's a brilliant way to eliminate what we, who you could argue is our best defensive player. Yeah. Um, I mean, they weren't running that at Frank because, like, Frank, he's used to that kind of stuff yeah. and would have known how to deal with it. And it seems like they kind of took advantage of Chris Jones' inexperience out there. Which I don't know who he would put on the end that would have been that much better. You know, yeah. Mike, Mike Gannon didn't handle it well either. No. But you, it felt like we were getting washed out in the defensive tackle position. And you had our defensive end and Chris Jones not really knowing how to do the option. So it's like you got the worst of both worlds there. I wish they we had the, the flexibility to realize what was going on and move Chris back inside and try someone else, I don't even care who, on the end. But at least let's let's not create two weaknesses for ourselves like that. Yeah. Well, and to take a step back for just a second, I think we both agree that the main issue was the defense, and the main issue on the defense was the run defense. Yes. Because there were there was a few broken coverages, and they got some big plays on us. But for the most part, it felt like we just could not get them off the field with the way that they were running the ball, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, to be fair, the Ravens are... Probably the best rushing team in the league. Well, they don't. They maybe. they're depleted on their running backs, but running backs don't really matter because the only running back that matters for them is Lamar Jackson. Okay. Uh, <laughs> their offensive line's beat up, but I think like Villanueva played a much better game at left tackle than he ever did at right tackle for them. Well, he's a left tackle, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, I, I do think kind of looking back to our preview. Um, mm-hmm. I do think we underestimated how good their rushing attack would still be, regardless of some of the injuries that they've had. Especially because like so many, so many of the things that they were doing were like schematic uh, difficulties for us. It wasn't all just like execution and missed tackles. Yeah, and what's tricky well, is well, it was a lot of missed tackles. Though. Oh yes, yeah. so, no, it was there was definitely a huge problem there, but it wasn't just all. That. I feel like schematically we were getting beat quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. So. It was the worst of both worlds there. Um, I for, kind of forgot where I was going with this point, but yeah, the defense was rough. I think I'm more concerned about the defensive lack of performance than I am about the offensive line because the defense, I don't really know what you change at this point in the season. I think you just have to hope that the guys learn to play together and that some of the new starters, and there are some new starters this year, from like Nick Bolton and Jaron Reed and... You could argue even like, I know Terrari's worth played for us before, but I think this might be his first time as like one of two corners, at least like Sneed and Ford playing together. Um, you just got to hope those guys come along. If I am the coach, I I am putting Thornhill in and bringing Sorensen out. I don't know what Sorensen brings to the defense other than the occasional big play. Yeah, I'm, that's a tricky one because it's hard for me to like second guess the coaches when they're like in the building with these guys yeah. every day and they're out on the field with them every day. And like, is it, if anyone's going to know who's the best player to be out there, they would know. But it does seem, you know, just going by my eyes, yeah. it seems like it seems like Thornhill would be an upgrade from Sorensen 
but I have kind of a hard time second-guessing them in that. I mean, I'm just seeing Dan getting roasted all the time, and I'm like, what What do you think Thornhill will be doing that much worse than yeah. what Thornhill is doing? It's like, is Thornhill going to get out yeah. there and miss some tackles? Oh, no. I'll tell you what, I don't want, I don't want to speak <laughs> I don't want to speak ill of the seasonally injured, but this whole defense reminds me of Marcus Peters, where it's like the talent's there, I feel, but the, the effort's pretty inconsistent, uh, has no interest in tackling or run defense, and it's going for the big play most of the time. It's really, really reliant on turnovers, not so reliant on shutting down or, you know, kind of bend, don't break. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Um, it's a little bit tricky to comparison because Marcus Peter brings a lot to the table that's kind of, you know, wild card stuff. But, um, yeah, just, there didn't seem to be, and I know this is like so, like, simple, like, neat head football thing, but, like, mm-hmm. there didn't seem to be, like, a desire for physicality on the defense. I think they were playing as much very, as you would like to see. They were playing very tentative. Yeah, maybe, and maybe that's part of, you know, they were, they were just, like, struggling with the scheme they were trying to defend against, and maybe they were just thinking too much instead of just getting out there and playing. I think it's, they were just, like, trying so hard to, contained Lamar that they were kind of on their back foot most of the game. It did, yeah. not, it did not feel like an aggressive attack. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's a man, he's a really difficult guy to, get, yeah. to deal with on defense. Um, But yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll hope this trajectory of this defense is a lot like 2019 where it's they get better over the course of the year. Yeah, and I, I think it will. Willie Gay is probably going to come back in week four. That's what reports are. So that'll help. We'll see less of Neiman or Lege. I don't know if he, like him, that addition alone probably won't fix the run defense. Man, he's the guy that seems like this game especially you really could use him, though. Yeah. A really quick coverage linebacker like that that could, you know, run Lamar down. Mm-hmm. All right, so kind of wrap up our discussion on the game. I'm just kind of like thinking in terms of like, you know, things that went wrong and what you can improve on. Offensively, like the turnovers, that's something that's you know so easy to improve, and I'm really not concerned about it going forward because Mahomes, you're not really concerned about him protecting the ball. He's usually really good about that. Clyde's the same way, you know. He's like never fumbled before, so don't do that again. Uh, yeah, don't fumble when the game's on the line, please. I feel like that's pretty. Like those are both like really easy fixes. Mm-hmm. With the defense, um, it's tricky because you know schematically. You're just not going to see a run attack like that again unless you see that team in the playoffs. Because really no one has an offense like they do. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of tricky because you go back to the tape and be like, here's all the things that we did wrong and here's how we'll have to do better in the future. But you're not going to face that again in the future. Because you got to go play you know, the Chargers who do something completely different now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that's the frustrating thing to me. Like, what do we do differently next time on defense that we play them, though? Well, it's kind of nice that we've got this game out of the way early on so that if you do go play them in the playoffs, you can go back to this and be like, hey, here's what we got to fix from the last time. Yeah. So in, in a way, it is kind of nice. Like, this is this is not a team that you would want to see for the very first time in the playoffs, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, I mean, we're going to keep getting a heavy dose of run offense yeah. until we prove we can stop it. Yeah. Well, we got a challenge next week with uh, Austin Eckler. What a great segue. A running back that's really killed us in the past, even before he mm-hmm. was the, the main guy there. Something about like really athletic, elusive running backs has really killed us in the past. Mm-hmm. 
Do you believe in Justin Herbert? Um, yeah, actually I do. Um, did you know he has a cat? Did not? Yeah, well, fun fact about him. Well, it's fun. Yeah. I searched, uh, I googled Justin Herbert's cat today to see what kind of cat it was. Couldn't find any pictures, but I'll get back to you on that. Okay, yeah, do let us know. <laughs> um, I feel like he's got a little bit of regression, regression this year, right? He's had some rough games, a couple, like, multiple interception games. I don't know. I don't, I don't really believe in statistical regression in, like, a football sense as much as some people do. It's like, I know it's going to happen, but, like, there's got there's always a reason behind it, you know? These well, the reason... Just, like, random number generators. The reason is usually that, you know, guys get some tape out there, and this isn't their first time, this isn't the defense's first time seeing you anymore. So they kind of learn to know your tendencies. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's just kind of like the way I prefer to like approach it is like because that's something that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, so I just like a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> People just like oh, regression. No, Jonathan Gambler fallacy. Oh, regression. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think you're right that well, we'll be way more prepared for for him than we were, you know, whenever he found out that he was starting like ten seconds before kickoff. <laughs> The first time we faced him. Um, to answer your question, yes. I am a believer. He's he's really good. Yeah, I am too. Um, I just... I think this will be more of a classic shootout where both teams bring up mad passing numbers. I had to guess. It really depends on like how the Chiefs... If the Chiefs jump out to a big lead to start the way they have in the past. But I don't think... The Ra- I don't think the Chargers will have the Ravens disciplined to stay with the running game the same way depending on how the game goes. Well, they're also coming off of a tough loss against the Cowboys. And what I haven't watched that game, but I heard it was pretty weird. Mm-hmm. And there was like some goal line interceptions from Herbert, I think. So they're also going to be very hungry for a win here. Uh, do you think the Chiefs will win? Um, yes. If the Chiefs don't win, how concerned are you about the season? Um... Not like I'm not like hitting the panic button, but you do have to keep in mind that like I think the Broncos are playing I forget who it is, but the Broncos and the Raiders, they're both two and zero right now, mm-hmm. and they're both playing like nobody this week. So they're both go- probably going to be three and zero. So it is kind of a situation where like already at the start of the year here, you got like a really important game. It's like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a big believer in those two teams. Man, you don't want to go down like two games and you're division after like three weeks, you know? Yeah. So it does feel like an important game already. I think if we lose the Chargers, it doesn't really change the season outlook for me. But I'm also going to be like, at which point, it probably depends on the manner in which we lose. Because if we do, I'm going to be like, at at what point do we say the problems, there are problems evident with this team, right? This is not a perfect world-beating team at this point. At what point do things like our lack of ability to stop the run or our lack of ability to run the ball become fatal flaws? Where it's like this team is going to get exploited in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I really, I know there is like a lot of improvements that can be made and like some weaknesses that have been identified, but I really think it's all fixable stuff. Like so much of our problem was just like really simple tackle, making tackles. Yeah, but like, who's, who's... That's, that's something that you can fix, you know? How? I mean, are, are, are the guys, like, declining to tackle, and now we're going to try to tell them, oh, it's turns out you need like, to tackle? As a unit, I think they just had a bad game, and I think you you can improve from that. 
I I think that the talent is there. I think the coaching is there. I don't think any like radical overhaul needs to be made on defense. Mm-hmm. I think they just gotta just gotta play better, really. I will say we did just play the best two running teams in the league. I think that's probably fair. You could probably throw the Titans in there somewhere pretty close, but we played two of the best rushing attacks. So yeah, yeah it's going to explode. That's going to make any any team question their run defense. Yeah, and maybe we should have seen that kind of looking at the schedule at yeah. the start of the year and be like, oh man, we're probably going to be complaining about the run defense early on. That said, I think the only thing that really helps the defense is different personnel. Like you got to have Thornhill and Willie Gay in there all the time. And once that happens, then you can start to see the, the ceiling of the defense raised. As it is, I think we just do not have the personnel to execute the defense that we're trying to trying to execute. So you think it's more of a personnel issue? Yeah. Really? Okay. I guess I'm I mean, the execution was bad, but I think the execution is bad because of the personnel element. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's great, um, but if you look at this team, like, we really have been spending a lot of draft capital and salary cap on defense. Like, Yeah, two... two First, two second-round picks in a row between Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. A ton of money on the defensive line, which got, like, no pressures. Yeah. I believe I heard a stat, maybe from, like, a tweet I saw today, that said that the Chiefs spend, like, the second most in the league on their defense, um, salary cap-wise. Which may be shocking. It is shocking, and it it may be just a little bit of, like, you know, how they massage the salary cap. So there might be, like, a bigger cap hit from guys like Chris Jones and Frank Clark this year. Yeah, that's probably, like, pre-Mahomes deal kicking in. But, I mean, it's still, like, this is not a team where we spend all of our money on the offense and the defense to just kind of figure it out. Like, Mm -hmm. we're... This team is trying to build itself to be balanced. Yeah. Right now, it's not. No, it is not. No. I kind of wonder sometimes if there's not... And maybe the, the Baltimore loss will shake them out of this, but at, at times in the past, maybe this is just me as a fan reading into it too much, it felt like the defense was always just kind of, uh, well, the offense will bail us out. Yeah. And that didn't happen this week. Almost did, but it well, didn't. It felt a lot like that back in like 2018. Yeah. Like I got heavy vibes of that from that defense. And I really thought the mentality changed whenever you got guys like Frank Clark and Matthew in there mm-hmm. in 2019 and last year. Um, it has felt a little bit like that this year, but again, I think that's something that they can, you know, get together, have a, you know, come to Jesus moment or whatever they got to do. And they'll, mm-hmm. they'll figure it out. I really do think they will. I hope they do. We're paying them millions and millions of dollars to do so. Millions and millions of dollars. It's a good thing I'm not figure it out because I can't. I mean, I, I could. <laughs> I, I just said it. Just play better. Just get yeah. out there and just. You gotta consider tackling? Y'all just gotta play better, then we'll win. I mean, it's, it's that easy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, one final, okay, one final word here. Um, I talked a lot of smack on Lamar in our pregame show last week. Well, you are kind of a known Lamar hater, so. I'm not a hater. I think he's overrated. Um, a critic? Critic. Uh, I guess. Uh, truther. I am a Lamar, Lamar Truther. Lamar Truther, yeah. Yeah. Um, I still don't really know how much that game changes my opinion. I gotta give him credit because he is like a baller. He's going to find a way to win most games. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. Uh, and I'll give him credit for not... I, I still don't really think Lamar won the game. I think that's a huge reduction. I mean, really, whoever punched the ball out of Clyde won the game. But I think what I, what I, the takeaway I'll come away with is that even with like 
He had a lot, big long touchdown pass to Marquise Brown on busted coverage. He threw some pretty boneheaded interceptions. One of them was like Sandy fell down. Okay, one of them was like, "What are you thinking right now?" I think back in the day, had a third one. Yeah, too. it was like a, like a Jameis classic. Um. So I got. I'm still not sold on him as a passer. I don't think you ever really need for Lamar to be an elite passer. I don't think we should be expecting that of him. Uh, you might need it in the playoffs. Well, <laughs> he is, I think, like a transcendent talent as a runner. That is well, cannot yeah, be questioned. I mean, no one was saying otherwise in that regard, were they? I just don't know if you can win a Super Bowl that way. I, I'm not sure you could either. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if, you, if you're going to credit with the Ravens as a team with anything, I think the fact that they never gave up in that game would oh, be yeah. like the thing I would credit them with. And, you know, on the flip side, the Chiefs just kind of let them hang around. And, you know, that's that's what can happen if you let teams hang around like that. They, it's, we got to win on you. Yeah, I was very impressed by the Ravens' fight. And, you know, not, not going down easy. Had a good scheme coming in. Executed it well. It just felt like, yeah, I mean, they were the team with something to prove, and we were just kind of... I think also, we, we joked about this being a trap game last week's podcast, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering if the Chiefs themselves didn't get trapped a little bit. Like, oh, they're beat up. We always beat these guys. Yeah, maybe we, we kind of predicted this. that. Yeah. Spoken into existence. That was our fault. My, my bad. Well, we were trying to warn people about it, but <laughs> yeah, clearly they didn't warn. No Chiefs listened to our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Shocking. Anyway. Okay, you got any predictions for the Chargers Chiefs game? I don't know enough about the Chargers team because, like, you know, new coaching staff, a lot of turnover. They have a lot of talented players on offense and defense. So, I, yeah, I don't, I really don't know what to expect. I, I think we'll win. I hope we do. I think it's going to be a tough game, though. I think we'll win still be motivated. Yeah. Uh, here's another question. Do you think the AFC West is the best division of football this year? No, but only because the NFC West exists. Okay. The, the West divisions this year are really stacked. Because the the teams with the best record in the AFC West are probably the worst teams in my mind. Yeah, it is kind of... Broncos right and now. Raiders are both looking pretty good, and they're not the best teams in the division yeah. at all. And I know we don't have much... We don't really have time for around the NFL, but mm-hmm. just real quick, I'm going to fire off some takes on them. Fire away. The Raiders actually beat some good teams, the Ravens and the Steelers, mm-hmm. so I think they might actually be good. The Broncos have only beat up on some scrubs. They're playing another scrub next week. So mm-hmm. they're going to be 3-0, and everyone's going to be fawning over Teddy Two Gloves and uh, Vic Fangio, but no, they're they're fools old. I don't yeah. think they're going to be good. I have full confidence in the Raiders' ability to Raider themselves. Oh yeah, it'll happen. Pretty quickly. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. All right. Any other, any other hot takes you want to spit off? Um, run defense matters. For all you people that say it doesn't, I would ask you to watch the game again. So running game doesn't matter. Running defense No, running, does running matter. game matters. I've been told running backs don't matter. Well, well multiple times. Those are different. Also, running backs do matter. But you just got to have like a really good one. Any, any rebuttal? Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. <laughs> Just gonna let me fire off some running back takes. That's all the time we have this week. Ain't 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.